Welcome to a feature on Create with Katrina Julia. On today's feature, we're sharing with the CEO and founder of Good, Grow, and Great, Talia Toha, and her incredible story of going from good to great. Here's Talia and I. We're talking all the things, and this guest, I'm super excited to have her for a couple of reasons. She actually came to the United States from Indonesia her sophomore year in high school. She studied at Princeton University. She's now building her business and some of her experiences and why you want to stay on the entire time is she is a business positioning strategist. She helps entrepreneurs wanting to reach out to collaborators in an authentic and timeless and genuine way. And for about 15 years, she's worked with various leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, including industries in the apartment industry, S&P companies, for those of you that don't know, that's Standard & Poor, like the fifth largest U.S. restaurant group. So some of you, I'm sure, have visited BWW, aka Buffalo Wild Wings. She's also worked with LeBron James-endorsed Blaze Pizza franchise. She has become known as an advisor to seven-figure national brands who also helps new businesses become household names. She not only has a degree from Princeton, but she was also awarded for her graduate research project and has received countless praises from industry leaders. And lots of clients have said that she is the only reason I was able to pull off fill in the blank, the project, the endeavor, etc. And in her spare time, she loves exploring new food trends. Welcome to the show, Talia. Thank you so much, Katrina. Happy to be here. Super excited to have you. So talk to us about you, who you are, and some of your story as far as perhaps what were maybe the top one to three things that impacted you the most growing up. Absolutely. Well, we can be here for hours, so I'll try <laughs> to condense it down for you guys. Because as you mentioned earlier in the intro, I it was a very long journey and quite a very different path at that. But I'm so excited to be here because a lot of times when I talk about my journey and kind of my origin story, it doesn't really, it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint one, um, one specific time when there's a tipping point, right? So I'm glad that you kind of gave us that time to, to kind of bounce around a couple of things that I thought sort of stood out in a way that really made an impact in where I am right now. So I, for sure, as you mentioned, when I was just moving here to the States, I mean, I didn't know any English. I didn't know really anything about the U.S. And so it was a real culture shock for me mm -hmm. to come here as a teenager and not knowing much about anything at all. And let alone coming here with some, I want to say the reason why I came here was very political and a lot of a lot of um, uh, it was a civil unrest that happened in my home country mm. that essentially pushed me here. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, I had to 
I had to kind of figure out a way essentially to make my high school education work and and still have really um, a healthy social life, right, with all my friends and, and people who I just met. So I think for sure the first thing that stood, stood out for me that was kind of um, a momentous time where I realized that was the reason why I am who I am today and how I kind of become the person I am today is because of that event is because I had to basically learn by fire in many ways um, uh, and literally move 2000 miles away to an environment that I was completely uncomfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, I'm sure yourself could and many people whom you work with, your friends, maybe even, um, maybe to, not to the degree that I was in, but in, in every day, right, we always are faced with mm-hmm. things that we're uncomfortable with, not sure how we want to handle, and and just, you know, it's it's more than a mindset, it's, um, it's mindset plus actions, mm-hmm. and follow-up. So it's just a chain reaction that you have to kind of set forth for yourself to get yourself moving forward in the direction that you want to be and in, in a lot of ways engineering your your future. So for me, when I was in that position years ago, gosh, I can't even remember. It's funny that you mentioned that because I can't even remember <laughs> that time now. It feels like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. It was it was certainly being able to consume all of the right uh, information, books, attitude, you know, everything that um, that would help me to essentially frame my day today and really position my attitude in such a way that I was able to go from A, not knowing how to speak English very well to B, you know, point B, being able to essentially maintain myself, maintain my my academics, and uh, eventually got into a dream school that I never even imagined being able to go to. So that was definitely the first step for me. Um, And then I think from then on, you know, my life has has essentially catapulted from there and still using those baseline of how I moved myself forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but really at a, a different scale, right? Once I was in college and once I started my business and years into the business, I realized that that moment was really, you know, the Pivotal. moment where I go, okay, if I was able to do that, then I can do this and I can figure mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. Wow. So many things in that, um, as you were talking, like I was just putting myself in your shoes and reflecting and marinating on so many things, because like you said, so many of us are faced with uncomfortable moments every day, but everything is perspective. And as I was thinking, you know, just about how you're, you know, just your focus and positioning your life and your business and that mindset, because I'm thinking even on my history, and we talked about this before, like coming into the U S when I was a baby and then having an adventurous start, but you came in as, you know, as a sophomore with already, you know, cultural norms or tendencies or habits formed. And then, like you said, 2000 miles away, civil unrest, different things happening that you didn't imagine. And, and the focus by fire where, you know, nowadays, sometimes people are afraid to simply even start a business in the same country let alone uprooting their entire life. So just how you said it's such a pivotal point in your history, in your mindset, and as a reminder, as a very powerful reminder that, hey, 
I did this, which was huge. So like in comparison, like you phrased it, X, whatever X is, is simple. So I love that you pulled and you framed that because I also do that often. And that's something I wanted to point out to our listeners that we all have those moments of impact, those moments of empowerment, those moments of power that you can draw on. So that's super powerful. Now you talked about going to Princeton and obviously how that was such a, you know, a dream unexpected. So how did that come about? What influenced that decision and what was it like? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where it got really, really fun. Actually, I, I realized that what I was going through those first few years that I was in the States really made me extra, super duper prepared for, mm-hmm. for Princeton. And um, again, I didn't expect it at all. So I think that's obviously a mental note for all of us and mm-hmm. myself, including um, that, you know, whatever adversity that you're going through, it definitely prepared for, you know, something that's going to come up in the future. We might not know what that is. Now, as far as how Princeton came about, obviously, aside from really being rigorous in my studies and being completely, um, I really wanted to stand out, um, not just with the books, it was really about actually, surprisingly, even at that level, it was about reaching out to the right people Mm -hmm. and being able to reach out in the right way. So I think a lot of us, um, Katrina, you know, I think I mentioned this to you before and I can't remember when, but a lot of times when we reach out to people for business, right, or maybe you want to pitch something to somebody for business collaboration, or maybe even somebody in your customer list or client list or audience that you're wanting to onboard um, as, uh, as one of your clients, a lot of times we think, okay, this is what I have to offer and I want to put that in front of them. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me at that early stage before I applied to Princeton was that I had, I had a blank slate and I, when I reached out to specific people in, in the, um, in the school, I remember thinking, okay, I bet you they have tens, hundreds of thousands of people applying. What should I do to make myself stand out? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, aside from the, the typical application that you're required to submit. I remember thinking for, I remember like a couple hours I was sitting in in a coffee shop thinking, okay, what can I do that might make myself stand out? And that was really almost the genesis of even what I'm doing right now is, is able to get in front of the right people. So for, for Princeton specifically, what I did was essentially I connected myself with somebody at the admissions office and I asked them a few questions. I literally called them and I reached out and I said, Hey, my name is Talia and I submit an application for, for, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, right year, whatever that is that I applied. And I just wanted to get some feedback on what you think might be uh, the best next steps for us, for somebody like me, as far as uh, being able to stand out in my application. And honestly, I think that type of question really took them by surprise because A, they didn't expect that a you know, a future student themselves would reach out in just a direct one-on-one way and B, that I was literally directly asking them, what do you think might help in standing out? And they were just, I, I can remember the person on the other line, they were just for 30 seconds, it sounded like they didn't know how to answer that question. <laughs> 
it was so funny. And I was obviously I was in high school, so I was like, um, hello, are you still there? And I just kind of like, okay, I totally messed up big time. And but but they bounce back and they say, Oh wow, we've never been asked that question. And that was that was really different. Where are you calling from? And I, I was like, Okay, I'm calling from this. And they go, Okay, that's interesting. So what I did was I just kept in touch with that particular person. Uh-huh. That particular person not even the decision maker, right? But that doesn't matter. And you know that keep going. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It's so funny, because I knew that that was that person wasn't the person who mm-hmm. gets to decide. Of not. But She's I at the admissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we often forget is people who are marginally involved in whatever it is that you want to get involved mm-hmm. in, sometimes they have some insights, yes. right? Yes, yes totally uh, benefit, not just benefit from, but also as far as bouncing back ideas, these are people who can help you and they love getting a breath of fresh air, whatever form. So I would encourage, um, uh, I remember specifically, you know, after like a few correspondence and emails, I started to realize, okay, this is what they're needing. So I became extra prepared for my interview. I became um, just really, uh, I was able to figure out, okay, I think they were looking for this mm-hmm. and this is what they want me to address in my one-on-one interview with the interviewer when, when the time does come. And it really just, I think I must've changed. Uh, I had drafts of what my interview might look like and I changed it up and really made it, um, in a way that, uh, that could, could absolutely resonate with them based on my conversation with this person. So um, again, I think with us, you know, with what we're doing and what all businesses do, a lot of times we default to, you know, just finding things online, especially because we think that now because everything is online, everybody has to just be online, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only way of doing it. Yeah. And we know that there are other me- other means of doing it, but we don't go there because that's the you know that's not the the easiest way mm-hmm. of doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like going back to okay, you know what? Again, what what have they always seen, and what do they not usually see, and what can I offer mm-hmm. in that framework? that um that could essentially help right Mm -hmm. and i think that is so so crucial because i remember specifically in some of the strategies that i teach right now i actually started crafting um again at that level like when i was preparing for my Mm -hmm. interview at princeton um i realized that there might be questions that might get asked that i might not know the answer to right Mm -hmm. so i go okay so what do i what do i say when they're, when I don't know what to, what the answer might be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and we might have these, these situations, you know, tomorrow, whoever's applying for a new job, maybe somebody just quit their job, preparing for a new job interview, or maybe someone has a one-on-one call with their clients. Mm -hmm. And it's so good to have like a framework or something to, to bite, to bite on and get ready for those moments that could be pivotal. Like for me, for instance, in that interview, um, I essentially designed this, uh, this strategy that, that I now call the strength to strength strategy. When somebody asks me a question that I might not know the answer to, and it essentially kind of goes, and this is a summarized version of it, right? Essentially, if somebody asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, I'd go, this is kind of, I'll go, I'll run down what I might say, and then I'll break it down as far as what, what those steps are. Right. Mm-hmm. So essentially I'd go, 
Wow, that's a great question. I've actually never had the chance to think about that because I've been so focused on this other project that uh, that generated whatever five figure, six figure uh, income for that particular client. But now that you mention it, I would love to dig into mm-hmm. that particular issue some more. Mm-hmm. Would you mind if I follow up? And what about that particular topic? Would you like us to research on? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So notice that what I did is essentially that's a three part answer. Mm-hmm. First part is essentially I reminded them about my particular specialty, Results. what mm-hmm. I've been working on and what's been successful. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a brag. It's just reminding them that, OK, your time has been focused on X. So that's why you haven't been essentially focusing mm-hmm. on Y, which is the question that they're asking. Right. And then you move on to addressing that you really haven't been looking into that topic. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then you close and you bridge that essentially with saying, OK, I can be a top performer and I'll show you that I can follow up. I can help you out. Mm -hmm. Let me research it. And what about it that you will find interesting? What about it? Do you need me to look into Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. actually following up? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and it's so simple, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you're not even using things that, that you don't know. Right. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people, when somebody asks them a question that they don't know, they would go something like, well, you know, they either say a, I don't know, or B, they will just come up with some flowery answer that the other person knows that that is not at all. It's BS basically. BS, (laughs) And they know it's BS, right? Right. So what you do basically with this, with the strategy is you essentially tell them the truth, Mm -hmm. but you frame it in such a way that they become confident and mm-hmm. they go, wow, they're telling me the truth, mm-hmm. but they also want to do this. This is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they then want to work with you. No, I love that. Let's take a couple of things backwards before we go forward. I was taking notes as you were talking. A um, couple things. Would you rather me go backwards from the initial comment on adversity or do you want to start at the strategy and then go backwards? Um, we can start at the strategy okay, and maybe perfect. go backwards. Because I had a couple notes. So um, I loved exactly your point at the strategy that you're being honest, because this is what I think a lot of that you hit on a lot of people fail to realize that they think weakness is like admitting weakness or admitting something that you don't know is a weakness or there's something wrong with that. It's no, it's honest, it's vulnerable, and actually people respect you more. When like in your case, as you were walking through the strategy and I do the exact same thing, I just never named it a framework, but it's like you honor the person, like you let them know that they're hurt. So you're, you know, acknowledging exactly what they said to your point. And then your mindset is, you know, letting them know, like you're being super direct to say, okay, hey, it's not that I don't have a mind or that I'm not capable of this, but my focus and my attention has actually been here because of X and these are the results there. But you know what? You know, I'm grateful that, like you said, I'm grateful that you brought that up because that's something that actually I would love to learn. And I think you and I have a lot of that in common because it's like sometimes the the ball of yarn or life or the thread will kind of lead you from one thing to another because when you develop value, people start to come to you and ask you more and more questions because they see you as a problem solver. 
is basically like what you're outlining in that example. And like you said, that you're highlighting that you're a top performer and you can do it and then you're following up. In a sense, it's getting that agreement to say, okay, let me look at that or what do you want to do or what's the time frame, et cetera. So I love how you frame that. And then did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, a hundred percent. No, you nail it right at the bullseye there. And what I love is that throughout the process that I was communicating with that person at the admissions office, I did essentially that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I was being honest up front. I say, hey, look, this is where I am. I'm Mm -hmm. applying and I'd like to learn more about that process and what that means and what's missing. And honestly, you'd be very, very surprised about when people is um is presented with the opportunity to help mm-hmm. people love yes. help you know people love love helping they love giving advice and so i think a lot of business owners feel like when to be successful they have to come into this these presentations or all of these networking event you know events already knowing the answer to everything mm-hmm. and that's just not mm-hmm. at all no one has the answer yeah. to everything so absolutely, I think um, in any situation you have to be, um, you know, and you have to say it with confidence, which mm-hmm. which gives them the idea that oh wow they don't know but they're willing Confident. to work absolutely. No, and I love that you took it to the admissions because it's exactly where I was going. Actually, is that which you underlined with that situation with that person was number one, which is something that I look for all the time. Like when I'm talking to people or just, you know, you, you tend to look at characteristics or leadership and the number one skill that I, one of the number top number, like my top three skills that I love is initiative. Like I love when people take initiative and I think, you know, and that's goes to one of my other questions. My bet is, is a lot of that was driven through your childhood And through the mindset of like your parents or different things they instilled in you or culture, because like you said, for her or for him and that office, and I'm sure oftentimes with your clients, no different than I've experienced, people are taken aback because they're like, oh, wow, like you went the extra mile, like you did X, Y, Z, or how did you think of that? Or why did you think of that? Because so many times people stop at the bare minimum versus honestly having that desire for excellence and that desire for learning and that desire for value and and contribution and service. And when you bring that to the table, it stands out. So I can imagine like you being, you know, 17, 18 years old and that person picking up the phone being 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, whatever age they were out of, like you said, 10,000 plus people and whatever the admission rate was at the time, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40%. And you immediately standing out because you picked up the phone and called and yeah. humbled yourself. And also you were eager to learn. And, you know, whether that's like you said, it's on the phone or shooting an email or, you know, going to an event, it's offering value, like completely unrelated. But I had, I went across the street the other day to a candlelight vigil for a domestic violence event. And, you know, and I went to go into honor and that's actually part of my story. But at the same time, I was there to serve and I was there to contribute and I was there to empower. And it was like, well, how do you want me to serve? So it's in any serve, any circumstance that you go into having that mindset. So I love like seeing that. So I'm curious, like your influence or anything from your parents or anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think with 
you know, the way that I was growing up, you know, my parents didn't have a lot growing up Mm -hmm. either. And, you know, I wasn't given, I was never handed things, Mm -hmm. you know, on my, on people don't just give me stuff. And, you know, my, when I got the a yes from Princeton, I was actually blown away just because it was probably the first time that I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is for real. And I, I thought that the stuff that I was working on, and it took a while, right? And mm-hmm. for a long time, you think that what you're working on doesn't always amount to anything. Mm-hmm. And as far as upbringing is concerned, they have always, you know, my folks and my family and definitely even my friends, you know, we're all, we've always been um, really encouraging of each other. And what I've noticed is my parents are very hardworking, but they're hardworking in the right areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most difficult things for business people to right now to kind of filter and figure out because there's so many things that you could be, you could be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to look at your business and, or whatever, your even just your situation mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, is this really the best use of my time? And because whatever you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that, you know, that's common knowledge. So what we need to be aware of is, okay, what is not just what will come out of it, but also what would you love doing? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, I've always realized from a very early age, I noticed that again, from my parents and certainly from my own personal experience, you know, the, the other aspects of activities and businesses, all of those are great, but really the best part of doing it is when you get to hear from other people, you get to connect with them. And maybe the medium has changed nowadays, Mm -hmm. right? Now, a lot of them are virtual. That's perfectly fine. But it is still in that interaction. Do you really get to not just make an impact on them, but you get back from that impact. You become not um, not just smarter, but also a lot more clear on your direction. So I think that is 100% something that they've always um, definitely instilled on me is, is that, uh, that element. Now, what I do oh, find be, what I do find to be surprising right now is that essentially that principle still applies in, and I've multiple different industries and quite honestly, in every single industry, I see that all of the top performers are very aware of that fact, right? And they're very aware of the fact that whatever their clients are needing, they're trying to make it as easy as possible mm-hmm. for, for that clients and for that audience and for that um, customers. And so when you're crafting up your, you know, whatever, your next event, your next, um, if you're in the restaurant industry, your menu, or if you're, you know, in the online space, right, your mm-hmm. next email, your next blog post, whatever it is, I think a lot of the mistakes that I've seen is that we tend to think internally too, too much. And we don't spend enough time about, okay, where are they reading this? Why would they be reading this? And what can they get out of this? So just some questions that are really, really crunchy and would elevate the fact that, hey, you know what, Katrina's sending me another email. I'd love to take a look at it. Or Katrina has another podcast and the content is really applicable and it really helped with that 
time that I was trying to network or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and really just catering it to the listeners and uh, really be disciplined about editing, almost editing yourself mm-hmm. and, um, and, and still, uh, and still get your message across. No, so many great points. So I have three main points out of that, that I wanted to highlight and love that you took the thread from kind of the, the, you know, the leap from Indonesia to the United States into the community, into business that I want to highlight. So I love how you talked about, and you just highlighted again, like the, how the adversity prepared you massively for Princeton, like the adversity when you came into high school and then not knowing that you were going to be at Princeton. And I can imagine the rigor of the curriculum, the, you know, getting the degree, walking through things. And I would imagine a ton of what you experienced, you know, at the interview at Princeton itself prepared you for the next steps. And then I love how you highlighted the community and the connection and really, really being focused on the results was the second point. And then the third point, regardless of the industry, being hyper, hyper focused on the results and you nailed it. I did a recent podcast on seven ways to win as an entrepreneur. And one of the things I hyper, hyper focused on was how you spend your time. And top performers, we are all very concerned with where our time goes every single day and how it's aligned to the results, meaning exactly what you said. Is it aligned to something that's moving the needle towards your main pillars, like where you want to take your business? Then specifically how you talked about service, that you're making it easier for clients, solving the problems, what's the target, and really, really being mindful of your ideal tribe, of your ideal audience, you know, connecting with them, getting inside their heads. And one of the things things that I learned a while ago from a mentor was Provide an answer to the question before your client or boss or whoever it is asks the question. Because then they can tell that you're listening and you're honoring and you're serving. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that, um, you know, to your point is that, uh, you know, all of these objections, people will bring up their issues up front. And especially if you've encountered some of those issues it's actually not a bad idea to tell to mention it up front. Yes. And reason being is because you're going to you're going to establish a level of trust, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody sees and hear that, oh wow, she really gets me, Katrina really gets me or whatever, right? Then they'll go, "Oh, that's 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 amazing." You know, I haven't had anybody address that. They've always been dancing around the subject or the issue. And so being completely clear and being mentioning it up front is really a great idea. And I've, I've talked many times actually to not just my clients, but to a lot of people that I've met how, you know, we are just a moment, you mm-hmm. know, just a moment in their day. And if we're lucky, we'll get a couple of minutes, more likely a couple of seconds. So, you know, cause again, with the speed of commerce these days, mm-hmm. everything moves so rapidly and there's so many people out there doing the same exact thing that we're doing that, you know, if you don't address their elephant in the room within under three minutes, they're likely not going to be interested, mm-hmm. you know, because they have other things to do and they'll find their own solution or whatever mm-hmm. it is. 
So, you know, and the question is, how do you become that person who addresses it upfront as quickly as possible uh, before they click out, before Mm -hmm. they turn off or before they tune out? Mm -hmm. And um, so I think the before you do that, though, obviously, the first steps would be, okay. well, then what are their issues? What are some of their problems? And that's where talking to as many people as possible that um, that you're trying to serve could essentially help. Uh, 10x your business because if you are a hundred percent in tune with what they need and with what they want, they'll go back to you again and again and again. Now I love how you highlighted the relationship and then also being that go-to person that you stand out because of that repeated value. So with that being said, Talia, how did you decide what to do professionally? Like how was the transition? from, you know, graduating from Princeton into like your next steps into starting your own, you know, into serving, you know, LeBron James's pizza endorsed chain into serving, you know, so many of these different industries. No, that's a great question. Uh, Absolutely. I'm glad that you asked that question because thankfully I honestly, a lot of the doors that opened up to me were very, very organic Mm -hmm. and, And this is probably an encouragement to a lot of people who don't know necessarily what they want to do. I never had like a hundred percent. Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Oh, I want to be, you know, whatever, a millionaire or whatever. I never had, um, you know, I, I never really had like a clear, okay, I want to be X. And, and for the longest time, I thought that was an issue. Right. And for the longest time I go, well, I really need to figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> Keep going. Right. I relate. Keep going. <laughs> right. And a lot, cause I think the problem is because we're raised and this is not necessarily the, the problem, you know, this is not the fault of our parents or the, our teachers or our society per se, but it's just, I think because we see other people doing certain things, we think that we need to know what we need to do. And, and that's, that's such a, in a lot of ways, it made me kind of, um, I wish that I could take back those years when I thought that that was a necessity because it absolutely was not (laughs) necessary. (laughs) You're not right. You're not tied to anything that you're doing and and things change so rapidly, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's so good. We're, we're living in an age right now where, it's so more than ever. It's so much easier to start a business, mm-hmm. to scale it, to grow it, to to pivot, to transition to something else. So it's almost like you should embrace and enjoy mm-hmm. that journey. different journey a hundred percent. Because what happened was, you know, again, you were asking about what you know. What about after Princeton? Mm-hmm. How did you decide to start working with all these great? brand names. And I never decided, honestly, I just moved from, you know, one opportunity to the opportunity to the other. And within that opportunity, I just tried to serve everybody to the best of my ability in my capacity and more, you know, and, and from there, a lot of people started opening up doors, you know, developers started asking, Hey, can you work on my project? I've got this multifamily apartments. And then, from that project, I, I, you know, they, they go, okay, well, I have another project that has a retail component. And from that project, um, you know, uh, other people start asking me, okay, well, do you want to work on other retail projects? Mm-hmm. And then it's just started to snowball yep. right? and just kind of pick up speed to my, 
no thanks to me, by the way. I did not. Well, I did no, not go. You did have pieces in it because, again, we all have God-given gifts, talents, abilities, you know, different things. So you were still showing up with that same initiative, that same drive, that same excellence, that same servanthood, that same leadership. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing. It's like when your brain works a certain way and then you're doing the work and you're producing results, it leads to different things in different avenues and it's letting go of that control. Maybe having an idea, maybe having a dream and desire, but you don't know exactly how it's going to show up. A hundred percent. And you mentioned something, you just mentioned something that's really crucial, showing up, right? (laughs) Yes. Showing up is (laughs) right is half of the battle and people say this all the time the hardest part about going to the gym is just going to the gym right Mm -hmm. and it is so true and I love everything about goal setting Mm -hmm. and all of that is important but I think more important than that is the showing up element and knowing that you're working towards something it might not be a hundred percent what you're thinking of but it could be something even better yes and in my lifetime, what I've discovered is most of the time, it's something even better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because what you're doing in that process of showing up, you're developing all of these skills that you didn't realize you're going to develop. Yes. And you, and by picking up and meeting people and, and um, really just kind of honing in on your self development, you become this other or organism that you didn't realize you would become. It's almost like, I mean, you know, people talk about artificial intelligence. I mean, we are, we're way beyond that. We are. We can, act we can evolve and that's some of that's some of the fun of it you know you just don't know what you're going to get and it's just it's up to us to see that development and that process and pick out the good things that you didn't expect or the good things that you expect Mm -hmm. and and then leveraging that and moving on to something even bigger better faster right and and and, uh, and sharing that with people that you work with no, I love that you said that because so many things I resonate with. So I'm sure you got this from like <laughs> reading about my story that I totally relate to being multi-passionate. I totally relate to, you know, constantly expanding and then the reinvention. And then, you know, at this point, I would say way more clarity than I've ever had, you know, way more alignment and glimpses of you know, direct, you know, divine downloads, direct information on where like life or business is headed. However, they are glimpses of moments of, you know, dreams and desires of accomplishments. And, but in the meantime, there's of course days, years, decades, you know, in between. And like you said, you develop all these skills, you develop all these new friends, you develop all these alignments and it ends up being even more, than you could have possibly imagined, like at all. So I love that you highlighted on that and the reinvention and the AI. And I was literally just having a conversation with one of my best friends that we've known each other over 16 years. And I was like, oh my God, like, do you remember how we were? Like, and it's like literally like not even, I mean, and of course you probably, I'm sure you know this, our bodies are literally completely different within a year's time. So Mm -hmm. imagine 20 years, just like I'm sure you look back on your story, the reinvention, the shifting, the decisions, the, the thought processes, the communities, just so many things. So with that being said, like as you look into your history and you look into some of the things you've done, like what are some of the things maybe that are on your heart, you know, that where you do want to take the business, maybe like, you know, that's on your mind or in your heart at this moment? 
Yeah, absolutely. Or so, the vision. Right, absolutely. So there's so many. And I think the beauty of what we all do is that we have all these dreams and all these goals. And more likely that a lot of them don't get reached because there's so many but that's okay that's totally the point right like if you shoot for the stars you'll still land among the stars right or shoot for the moon you'll still land among the stars and i love that so right now because i've been working a lot with corporate groups and just really million and billion dollar companies a lot of what i've done for them is obviously great but a lot of people have started coming to me, just individuals, solopreneurs who are wanting to grow their business or even just starting their side hustle from mm-hmm. their corporate nine to five and just asking me about all these questions on how to get more clients, how to grow it mm-hmm. and grow their business. And, and so I think in, in a lot of ways, I'd love to help you know all of the people who've come to me. So my vision is essentially to be able to make all of the things that I've learned and things that I will continue to learn um, in my in in my in the road and in the business that I have and share it with the people who are looking for it. And that's why I'm starting an online platform. I'm starting a podcast and all of these things. And hopefully, so that I can reach people who I don't I can't reach right now because I just a don't have the time and b um, you know I've been working with all these corporate groups that um, essentially consume a lot of that um, that my day essentially so that's the vision is i wanted to be able to make anybody who think that they're introverts anybody who think that oh my gosh i don't know what i'm doing right this is ridiculous my family don't think that my family think that i'm crazy Mm -hmm. i don't have time to do this you know just scratch all of that you know Mm -hmm. we there are ways to do it i mean you and i both and and a lot of people and entrepreneurs out there we all have those issues Mm We're human. In a lot of ways, those issues are the reason why we can create businesses that are, you know, not just efficient, but also businesses that can help other people who are going through the same thing. Yes. Because even if you're one or two steps forward, it makes such a difference to someone else. Um, With that, Talia, did you want to add anything else on your mind or on your heart that you wanted to leave the listeners with? And of course, where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for pointing that out. Um, Yeah, so I think in, um, as I mentioned earlier, I'll I'll have a new website up and it's not up just yet right now, but maybe by the time this this is up on on the interweb, it will. And it will be taliatohagroup.com and I'm sure Katrina will will include that in the show notes Yes, and in it, you know, I'll have all of these uh, tips and tricks and techniques and framework that you can use to essentially kickstart your business, become that top 1%. Because again, you know, if, if you're not doing something differently and you don't stand out, uh, you know, your dreams can get crushed and we don't want you to go back to that blood sucking job at nine to five that you absolutely hate, you know? And so go find me on that website. I will have my podcast up there. I will have articles. I would have cheat sheets and scripts and, you know, sign up obviously for my newsletter and, you know, you'll be a hundred percent glad that you will because uh, that you do, because it's, it's just so much fun uh, to interact with people that, that are on that um, on that platform so far. Yes, absolutely. It's a whole different mindset and a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Talia. It was such a pleasure. such an amazing conversation. So grateful that we connected. And anything else that you want to leave the community with? 
you know, just keep going for anybody who is doing wherever you are in your phase and your business or your life, keep at it, you know, just do it one more time. It's kind of my mantra. And before you know it, it's, a, you know, you're a thousand steps ahead, yes. 10,000, hundred thousand steps. Keep doing it. Yes. Wonderfully, wonderfully said. Thank you so much for being here. Super, super grateful once again to have connected and thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Katrina. Thanks. Okay, perfect. So we ended there. So I'll cut it there. How do you feel? It was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for, you know, coming on and or getting on and, and chatting. I love it. It's yes. a great conversation. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're... you love it. And it just, I love to, like I said before, I love to give people the story insight because so mm-hmm. many times I see people focus, you know, on the current and the future, but it's like, wait a minute, you just didn't land on planet whatever. Like you have, you know, a compelling story, a compelling history, And it's, you know, it's, I find more and more and more, it's so integral to, you know, the person and where they are and where they're going. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, like I said, it's just so funny how to reminisce back all the way, all those years. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I feel so old now. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, just because we talked about it, trust me, like what tends to happen, and I've noticed this in my own journey, it's like, you'll start to remember more things because like lately I've been remembering more things from like nine years ago or from like 15 years ago or 20 years ago. So it's real interesting because in like different clearing things happen, it's just, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, psychology human psychology fascinates me yeah 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 it's really it's really strange it's again it's been ages since I talked about so it's yeah it's fun it's fun to reminisce yeah and you I can promise you in the entrepreneurial world you were you will more and more you know in the corporate world it's different and I can Mm -hmm. imagine in a lot of your projects it wasn't necessarily the case but in especially in this age we're moving in now with like transparency vulnerability story sharing you know people creating what they love and so many things coming up people mm-hmm. want to know your story like you know they they really because it's like well wait a minute what's your story how come you know can i do this too right yeah totally no yeah i've been enjoying listening to a lot of people's you know backstory mm-hmm. it's really cool um and i think that's part of the fun of doing it right now it's just so many people come from different paths and and it's just so cool to see that it almost doesn't matter like you know you just um you know everybody there's always an example for something so you'll be and able to relate to love to be featured in our creator series take a look as a creator at the bottom of the blog post that's linked in the show notes with all the details with the questionnaire and more. And we have features in our travel publication, our wellness publication, and inspiring with influence options as well. And if you're a brand that would love to know more about our features on our website, on other press sites, and our media packages online and live and more, feel free to take a look at our brand page and or send us an email at info at fitlifecreation.com. Let's create. Welcome to the Create Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, 
and ultimately financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. So you will learn all the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle, and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. I've walked through seven industries ranging in consulting, education, wellness, and travel. I believe all of us have the opportunity to walk and to turn pain into purpose. Thank you for tuning in with me on It's a Fit Life Creation Podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all-in-one. Explore at our experiences, events, Influencers, we help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands to create a life and a business you love.